All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This segment is called Michael's Magic Moment. It's my opportunity to play a little snippet from one of our previous episodes, which resonated with our listeners that I received feedback from, or I felt really had an impact on some people's lives. Hope you enjoy. As we go back to episode nine, I really want to highlight the importance of planning for death, making sure that you have an estate plan in place. As an advisor, I talk to my clients all the time about plan Bs, now whether it's life insurance um, or having alternative savings plans. But this is a plan B that we also talk about, which many people neglect, probably because they don't expect to die. But then again, when most people die, they don't really expect it to happen as well. When it comes to managing an estate plan, having an estate plan, it's very important to make it very clear that when you die, you are stipulating where you want your assets to go and who you want those assets to go to. Um, We see many situations where somebody dies without a will, which is called dying intestate, and it creates so much confusion and so much stress for everyone. And in many cases can actually lead to someone's estate going to a person that may not have received that money or may not have received or should not have received, I should say, as much of that money. Now, as humans, again, no, no, you know, have no, we don't like paying for something unless we have to. And it does cost money to set up a will and a power of attorney and, you know, and to, to get advice on these things. But, and it's one of those things we like to put off as well. Like, I mean, I've been telling people to set up their wills and all the rest of it for, you know, well over 13, 14 years now. But I just did mine, my wife and I just did ours about a year or two ago you know, probably three years now, actually. Um, But it's one of those things where everyone puts it off. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people put it off. And and when I I talk to people about their their wills and power of attorneys, I mean, most people want to set them up, but it's one of those things where many people just say, look, we'll do it, you know, we'll do it in six months, we'll do it in a year. But again, it's like like anything um, that you know you should probably do, it gets put off a lot. And sometimes this could be because somebody is too busy. Sometimes they don't want to spend the money. Um, sometimes many, many people don't actually know who they want to put down as well. And um, and that does make it a little bit more difficult. Um, but it, it is important to start the process and to have something there. And there are many misconceptions around these things where some people say, oh, it's all good. You know, the family can just sort it out when I die. There are some where, oh, you know, I'm too young. I don't really need a will. Um, I don't have anything of important value. You'd be surprised. Um, even when we start talking about life insurance, superannuation, um, you know, savings, uh, property, uh, even future assets, you know, you may not have something today, but you might in 12 months, you know. So it's one of those things where the sooner you get a estate plan in place, you know, the less likely are the chances of something bad happening because there's a high chance that you're going to forget to do it later on when you have your house or when you have 
your children or when you have that investment or those savings in the bank. So in in, in this episode, Nicole Curry, um, which, um, you know, is a specialist in this area, she gives us a bit of an example and a bit of a horror story, which we'll go back to. And I hope it's a bit of an eye opener and gives you some context as to what I'm talking about. I do have a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I'm 20 years old. I've got nothing to my name. Um, I don't need a will. I don't have a partner. I don't have kids. You know, let someone else worry about it. Where in fact, that's very, very wrong. Um, They've got money in the bank. Most of the time they've been working, they've got super. There's, you know, there's things you need to look at um, regardless of the type and the quantum of assets that you have. Um, so that's just sort of my little intro into my horror story, which I'd like to share. Um, a few years ago, I had um, a gentleman come in to see me to have his will prepared. And what had happened was he was he looked very healthy. Um, everything was okay. He came in and said, look, um, uh, my wife has passed away a, a little while ago. Um, her and I never got wills done. We both have a daughter, had have a daughter together. Um, his daughter was in her mid-20s at the time and um, he said to me he never had a partner. Um, he just worked hard his whole life and um, he felt now he probably just needed to get something in place because his family was um, sort of getting him to get his things organised because he just really didn't mind. He was of the mindset that if he passes away, what you know, so be it. Whatever happens, happens. So he came in, he gave me his instructions um, on his will and I have it's common practice for me to have all my clients sign their instructions after I see them um, and sign them in the form of a will. Um, so basically to have a valid will, you need to have two independent signatures um, of witnesses watching you sign your will and the will needs to be dated. Um, and you need to have... Um, an obvious uh, place that if the instructions were taken and there was no duress. Um, so that's just the legal side of it. But he came in, he gave me those instructions. We went through his whole um, life story, um, his family, his assets, what he has and what he'd want me to prepare for him. And we got assigned and he left. Prior to him leaving, he made an appointment to see me to sign his will, um, which was just a few days later, because I like to get my will signed um, very, very quickly after receiving the instructions, just in case something happens to um, the client. What had happened was I received a phone call uh, from his daughter the day before he was due to come in to sign his will to say that he had passed away from cancer. Wow. And he never told me that he had cancer, so which was a very important point and something that I had actually asked him are you well are you unwell are you planning on doing anything extreme sports wise or anything like that and he never told me that he was unwell um so his daughter phoned me and she's quite frantic and um what had happened was she was, you know, quite concerned, um, you know, that he did not have a will signed. And I said to her, don't worry, you know, we've got the will, um, something that we can use as a will that I can apply to the court for to get leave for them to accept it. Um, but, you know, your father mentioned that there was no, you know, relationships that he was in and no issues. Um, so I don't foresee it being an issue as long as none of those things pop up. Straight after the phone call from his daughter, I received a call from a mysterious de facto partner Wow! to ask what he had left her in thickens. his will. It does. It really did thicken this time. Um, and she, this lady was mentioned to me as only a friend 
and that there was no romantic relationship. And I got a, a statement from him at the time to say that she wasn't um, anything important in his life. However, as his friend, he had left her um, a small amount of money in our version of his will that we created. But she had phoned us and asked what she was receiving as soon as she found out he's passed away. And, you know, until we got it through the court, we obviously couldn't let her know what was what was happening. But firstly, that was quite unfortunate to receive that phone call. Um, and secondly, if I had not had that will in place with him or that, you know, informal will that I put together in front of him, um, we would have been a whole world of hurts because this this gentleman had a large asset pool, um, many assets, lots of property, lots of money, and that could have gone very, very badly. And that lady yeah. could have received a large sum of money if she could, if she could have proved that he she was his partner and if that went to the court to decide we don't know how that would have went yeah and, and even if everything had gone to the daughter mm. the way the father intended it to in the first place mm. um, that would have been after months and months of a long process it was a long enough and... process Michael, it was a long enough process to do it with the court and having the will that i had if i didn't i can guarantee you it would have been a lot lot longer and a lot more costly Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.